I think also we, while we are, uh, while we allow anybody to come to our runs, we still focus on women. Um, I mean, like for instance, our social media page is always going to be highlighting things that women do. Um, I think we do, and it's intentional because we want to highlight. Like that's one of the issues, right? In, in trail yeah, running and absolutely. all. Absolutely. Yep. Is that. Um, so that's something that we focus on. You're listening to the Sasquatch Trail Runners Podcast, where every run is a trail party. I'm your host, Kim Levinsky, and today's episode is the recording from our Run Venture Zoom series on Facebook Live from Wednesday, September 23rd, 2020. We sat down with the Trail Women BK to hear about how they are making a positive impact on the trail running community in and around New York City. So sit back and relax, or grab a mayo chip sandwich, and enjoy the show. And now, a word from our sponsors. Today's podcast is brought to you by our friends at Mayo Chip Sandwich. Who knew three simple ingredients could keep runners on their feet for hours and hours and hours and hours? Oh man, I am famished. I really didn't eat enough. What can I have right now that looks Hey, feeling hungry? I'm Chippy, the Chip Sandwich. I'm perfect for your long run, made of two slices of bread, perfect mayonnaise, and whatever flavor of chips you want. Oh, this sounds perfect. You know, how easy is this to make? This looks so simple. You know, it's the easiest thing you could possibly have if you have a squeezy thing of mayo, a bag of chips, and some bread, you are ready to go. Hello, everyone. Welcome to the Sasquatch Trail Runners Run Venture Zoom series. This is episode 10. We are joined with the lovely ladies of the Trail Women BK, stands for Brooklyn. So we've got, I'm not sure your order on the screen, what you can see, but we've got Olivia, O'Neill, Trisha. I know I'm going to butcher your last name, so you got to say it. Ignatowski. Ignatowski. I always say Trisha. And then Elise Mordos is up in my top left corner. So before they jump into um, our chat on Trail Women BK, I'm just going to give you guys an update on what is happening in Sasquad land for Sasquad Trail Runners. We have our first in-person race since March. We are so excited to be back out on the trails, having in-person and hopefully closing the chapter of the virtual race series. So we are there at the Wachung Reservation for the Squatchung Surprise. This is now year three for that event. It's a wild and crazy event. If you're not familiar with it, we have our traditional 5K. That's just the standard 5K on the trail. And then we offer a three hour and six hour event where there's a bucket of golf balls. And before each loop, each runner is, well, a volunteer is going to do it this year, but a ball is going to be pulled out. Whatever color that golf ball is, is the loop color you are going to go run. So there's four different loops that correspond to four colors. So it's exactly what the name of the race is, surprise. So each runner is running a different race and you're trying to rack up as many miles as you can over the course of three or six hours. So it's super fun. This event is sold out. It's sold out in a day. And I think that we have maybe one or two spots in the 5K that are open. So if you want to get in on that, I would 
literally open up ultra sign up right now to sign up for the 5k because there's only i think two spots when i looked just about half an hour ago um so that's happening this weekend at the watch on reservation and then in october we have our rescheduled event the last squatch standing that is on october 17th at the south mountain reservation in west orange new jersey and this year we're actually offering two different divisions so we're going to offer a competitive division that's starting at eight o'clock. And then there's the nothing but fun division at two o'clock. So you can get more information about that on ultra sign up. We have maxed out the competitive division for the male. Now the remaining spots are only open to female. We're keeping a 50 50 ratio for that. So you're going to see if you're trying to register that the event is full. So men, you can put your name on the wait list and if spots open up, we can add you on uh, as we get closer to the event. But ladies, if you want to sign up, just click register and then we'll go in on the back end and just add you on there because those spots are reserved for you. And then October 24th, we just got this event out on Facebook. It is our annual run, hike, and eat event at Hacklebarney State Park in Chester, New Jersey. This is super fun. It's just a free event where we, it's kind of a meetup. So you get to the park around nine o'clock in the morning at Hacklebarney and then you're just going out to explore the park on your own. You can coordinate with friends to meet there or if you're comfortable depending on your level with social distancing you can meet up with other runners who are there and just explore the park and then once you're done you're going to drive one mile down the road and eat the best cider donuts you'll ever have in your life that's at the Hackle Barney cider, cider Mill it's only one mile from the park so it's really fun it's a great event to bring your kids if you've got a family um, you know if, if you're a hiker you don't want to run. This is a great event to check out the trail. And it's probably going to be peak foliage. So that's why we try to time it for uh, mid-October. And then lastly is November 28th at the South Mountain Reservation in West Orange, New Jersey. We are back there for the Squatchy Leftovers, the 5K and 10K race. That is our annual event there. It's a big, uh, it's a big fundraiser for our charity partner, Operation Chill Out. And they give out warm clothing donations to homeless veterans in New Jersey and Pennsylvania. And so we support them. We ask runners to bring a warm clothing donation and then we deliver it. It's usually a truckload of warm clothing that goes to the homeless veterans. So again, for that event, we're gonna offer two start times, nine o'clock and 11 a.m. So you can choose each one is limited to a hundred runners. So I promise that event will also sell out. It gets really busy. People get excited. It's a super fun, family-friendly event. So we also share with you, we're working on getting the permit for our ugly sweater event, which is the night race. It's typically at way, way onto state park, which if you've come to any of our races there, it is always the worst weather ever, um, which makes it just, I don't know. It's kind of legendary at way, way onto runners always tell me I, all the time, all the time runners will say, I was at way, way onto, it was the most fun race of my life. And if you were there, you know, that it was like monsoon torrential it was like the worst weather every time we're there um so unfortunately new jersey state parks are not giving out permits for the rest of the year so we're looking at a new location um we're hopefully getting that permit within the next week or two so all right that's all the information just spewed at you now is the fun part all right we've got our ladies here from trail women bk and I want to give an intro to them by reading their paragraph on their homepage of Trail Women BK, because it's going to kind of set the stage of who they are and then 
we're going to ask these ladies to do a little intro for themselves. So here it is from their homepage. Trail Women BK hosts group trail runs in the New York City area at least once a month. We focus on choosing trail locations that are accessible via public transportation to limit the cost for our attendees and also make it easily accessible to anyone who wants to join. All runs are free and open to the public, inclusive of all genders. Our primary goal is to create a welcoming, supportive, and fun environment in the hopes of encouraging more females to run on the trails and increase female participation in trail races and ultra marathons. And if you're familiar with Sasquad, you know this is like so in line with our mission as well. We are super passionate about getting more women out on the trails. So I think I first met Elise. We met at the Frosty Fat Sass. I believe it was the first race. And then Trisha came. Were you there as well? Or was it the Squatchung Surprise that I first met you? It was the Sasquatch Surprise. And I have the really fun trophy over there. Yeah. <laughs> I also have the Bloodiest Runner Award on my... Bloodiest. All right. So anytime I see Trisha, she's always bleeding. <laughs> Yep. <laughs> um, uh, so we like to swap bloody stories and then I, I've actually never met Olivia in person yet we're hoping to meet up sometime when you know races crossover and all that so I'm going to turn it over to you ladies we'll give just a, yourselves a short introduction and then we're going to dive into what is Trail Women BK your mission and we're going to talk about female participation in trail running all the good stuff that we talked about the other day so Olivia do you want to start us off sure um, so I am Olivia O'Neill. I started Trail Women BK back in 2016. Um, I've been running ultras probably like maybe starting two years prior to that. Um, but yeah, currently spending COVID in Pennsylvania with my parents um, for the time being. But um, yeah, that's me right now. Awesome. Awesome. Elise, how about you? Um, I met Olivia and Trevon BK at a group run that she organized at Bear Mountain about a year and a half ago at this point, something like that. It was, time is weird right now. No, it is. Um, yeah. Uh, no, it was longer than that. I don't know. It was, <laughs> maybe, no, it maybe was two and a half years. It was 2018. I yeah, 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 yeah. Okay. Two years ago, two and a half years ago. Um, wow, time is weird. Um, so, <laughs> and I, um, started running ultras that year. Um, I started running trails that year, mostly. Um, that's how I connected with her and this group. Uh, and I am currently in Long Island where I've been spending most of COVID as well with my family. <laughs> Lots of family time. <laughs> Thankfully, we none of us have really gotten into significant fights where we stormed off and like. Okay. <laughs> I think we're like seven months in. I think we're doing pretty good. Awesome. That's yeah. great. Trisha, how about you? Um. So I've been running competitively since like sixth grade. Uh-huh. <laughs> in college, and then out of being incredibly frugal and moving to New York City, I did not want to pay for the New York City Marathon, so yeah. I found the 60k that's in the park that's like 40 bucks and I was like I can afford that um and then through that I my friend is my physical therapist from college and she was like hey I have another crazy person I treat and that's how I met Elise at the holiday party and then I'm surprised Elise remembered me because we were a few 
drinks deep. Okay. <laughs> and then she was like, I have a crazy friend, Olivia. You should also meet. You would love her. Yeah. And then I got a text from them a couple of weeks later. And then we went running together. This was like a year and a half ago now, maybe even less than I can't remember. And then from there on, we've been all running together and training together. And it's been fun. That is awesome. That is awesome. So you three are pretty close. Yeah. Lots of miles, right? I love the quote, some friendships can be measured in miles. I have so many friends like that, right? Is that sweet? We got to crochet that on something. <laughs> <laughs> so, um, okay, Olivia, you are the founder of Trail Women BK. Let's chat about how did this start? Where'd you get the idea? What did it look like starting it up? Did you do it all solo? How, how did it all evolve? Sure. So, so like I said, in 2016, um, I was kind of starting, just starting to get involved into the New York, like, social running scene, um, which anybody who lives in New York knows is, like, quite robust. Um, so I was running and organizing some runs with a trail group at that time, and I was also running um, with this, like, kind of road track group um, called Girls Run, um, and kind of just putting those two things together, I had met so many amazing women that were runners, and finding this like amazing trail community that I loved what I was lacking in it was like other girls and other girls my age that were into trails um and when I would talk to my road running friends about it they're like oh trail sounds awesome but like where do you go how do you yeah. get there you do it by yourself what like there are so many questions and it seemed like so many barriers for people um that like there wasn't a welcoming group space to do that for like women specifically. Um, So um, I started the runs very casually. Um, I live right off of Prospect Park, um, if anyone's familiar with that. So I started just doing an every Sunday run. I had this great little, if anyone knows Prospect Park, it's like typical New York park, but just on a slightly larger scale. Um, so there is like a really nice trail system there. So I would do these runs every Sunday um, just to see who would meet up. I started an Instagram page and just kind of hoped people would show up. Sometimes yeah. it was rainy and shitty weather and no one showed up, but um, sometimes it would like catch on and I would get some great people and I would meet a bunch of people and we would go have brunch and coffee afterwards. And um, that kind of evolved when I got a little bit more confident in just my skills at leading and organizing a group um, evolved into getting people to take New Jersey transit with me and (laughs) um, go to other places upstate with me. And like Elise said, like I met her at a Bear Mountain run that I organized um, leading up to like a series of runs there leading up to the North Face race that used to happen there. Um, So just kind of been like an evolution of the group and we've grown in numbers like largely (laughs) um, in the past year pre-COVID and it's been really great to see the evolution of like girls that I meet. Um, One of our friends, Allie, who has probably been with the group the longest because I've known her pre-Trail Women, um, like I've seen her go from zero ultras to like way up past 50 milers and 100k and it's just like been cool to see her and other women get out on the trails more. That's got to be so rewarding for you, especially because you've been there since the beginning. So to see, you know, just the journey of, and and for those folks who have been with you since the beginning, that must be a really cool experience. Yeah, it's cool to see the progress and like evolution of just 
people in general. Um, right. Now that we we're kind of focusing more on like inclusivity. So we're, we don't want to like, we have such great like male friends that like has shown us trails and have been so welcoming to us that we don't want to like keep anyone out of the group at this point while we're still like focused on women. We want to make sure that like people can come if they want to. Totally. Totally. And so Elise and Trisha are official leaders, right? Within yeah. within the group. So how did you guys, what did it look like? I, I'm assuming you started as runners and then, you know, became better friends with Olivia and stepped into a leadership role. What did, what did that look like for each of you two? Sure. Um, it was mostly that, I mean, Olivia and I became really good friends kind of quickly. Um, and we, and I offered to help her like with organizing all of this stuff. Cause it was like a lot and she did it all by herself. So I offered to help her in, in some form and then she took me up on it. So that's basically how I, how I, how it, how that happened. Awesome. Yeah. That's great. Yeah. Pretty much the same for me. Um, the groups got bigger fast, like by our last run, I think we had like what, 50 people show up. Like we had a call of the place like they got mad at us for how many people showed up at the bakery. Oh, they were like, call us ahead next time. And we were like, <laughs> we didn't expect this many people. So just like having some person in the front, middle, and the back at all times is very helpful. Mm -hmm. So we don't lose people because Olivia has had some stories that she could tell of yeah, like for sure. Of, like, mid like run and not being able to find them oh no <laughs> really <laughs> yeah I mean like ultimately this has been a passion project for me so I just kind of like do it on my free time and like I think I think having like other people there like cheerleading you and helping you organize stuff and just taking on things where like we all have full-time jobs like we all have busy weeks at work we all have like stuff going on in our lives we're all training for 100 milers Right. Like in the past, in the past year. So um, I think just having other people that can like share that passion helps things like this, like continue to go because totally. we're like, ultimately we're running like group that likes trail running. Um, but so the end goal here was like never to make a profit off of it or anything. Right. right. More so just to build, build the community. Right. Mm -hmm. Well, the other day when we were chatting on zoom, we were both talking about how, you know, both of our groups had so much momentum going into right before, you know, the height of COVID. So chat with us about, you know, what is your group, I guess, what did it look like before? What does it look like now? How are you guys adjusting with, you know, COVID-19 and social distancing, all that stuff? I mean, sorry, I don't, if any of you guys want to jump in, you can, but I mean, just thinking like, realistically, COVID happening, like our and especially with running a group like we are running, which is more of a community-based group, like our ultimate goal is to keep everybody safe. Right. Um, so when something like a global pandemic happens, it's like not something that we want to take lightly as people. And I think like we want everybody to go out and enjoy the trails in whatever way or capacity they're able to. And hopefully before this, we've given them somewhat of like a tool set to do so by like showing them trails in Prospect Park by showing them different places that you can go off New Jersey transit that you can go onto trails. But ultimately, I think right now having like a group run with people casually um, is a little bit of a tough thing for for me to wrap my mind around still, I think. I, um, I think 
pre-COVID, we had like such great momentum, but thinking now of like that many people, like 40 people showing up to a trail run right now is yeah, a little a bit lot. terrifying to me. Yeah. Um, <laughs> so I think, I, I think like just being as cautious as we can. And I think like the way that groups like you guys have been doing virtual races and have kind of been like slowly putting your toes back into like getting people back out in person. And I know some of us like Trish is doing um, an in-person race in the next couple yeah, of she weeks. Is. Oh, yeah, she is. is still happening. I'm yeah. also doing an in-person race next week. So like, I think we're all just starting to like, yeah. like adapt to what our new reality is. Um, and yeah, if anybody else has thoughts on that. I, just... I also personally don't, um, I mean, in order to keep, in or, these races are going on, people are wearing masks, they're not yeah. staying close together. I don't really want to have a group run where everybody has to wear a mask and like stay far apart from each other. That's just yeah. not how our runs ever were. And I don't really want that to be how they are. Um, I just don't really think that's how you make a connection by saying, oh, you need to stand far away from that person in front of you. I mean, the whole point is to talk to people, get to know each other. And I just don't really think that that can be done easily in this current environment. And I also don't want to put caps on how many people should be going to these runs because that's also like really against our approach where it's like open and free and just supposed to be supportive and suddenly it's a race to register and I don't I don't want that either so yeah. and a group run is is so different than a trail yeah. race you yeah know? It's very different. your goal is totally no drop, right you don't want right. to lose anybody right exactly. yeah I yeah. mean I did I did a race in July like one I think it was the first race in New York all right Cayuga yeah mm -hmm. so I did Cayuga and we were all pretty far apart from each other which is fine if it's a race I mean who really cares and also if you're close to one person in a race it's one person like that's not really that that's very different than like 40 people being close to each other exactly so I think we're just gonna stay on pause for a little while and we also don't charge anything like we're not so and we won't charge for things so again there's less pressure for us to bring things back yeah, to go off of that, uh, like we talked about this last time, but we've also just become a resource again for the community. Yes. Like we have our page that Olivia and we wrote some blurbs on about trails in the area. And then I know people have reached out to all of us being like, oh, I want to run. What sh where should I go? And we continue to be that resource for people. And then people who've been going out by themselves for longer runs now that we all have more time on our hands. Right. Uh, I've been reaching out to us being like, what should I bring? What vest should I get? So we continue to maintain that we are a resource for our community. And then it's also been cool to keep tabs on everyone that we've been running with and seeing like what they've been doing in these times. And a lot of them have been running on trails a bunch and expanding how far they've gone and even like been running with some people that they ran in the group before with. So it's been cool to like kind of see from the sideline. Yeah. Yeah. I do want to, I want to highlight your webpage. So I'm going to, I'm going to share my screen because I want people to see how awesome this is. Cause I direct people here all the time. I get a lot of contact from city runners and Elise knows I shoot her an email fairly often saying, you know, I've got a city runner looking to connect. This is more pre COVID, but um, anyway. Okay. So you guys can see the screen, right? Mm -hmm. Okay. So this is their homepage for trail women BK and they have this awesome link right here local trails and uh it says a living resource for all local new york city area trails and this is just this is a great resource if you're a city runner or if you have friends who are city runners and they're asking you like where can i run 
send them to this page because uh, you can click on any of these for more information, but these are all accessible by public transportation, right? So this is a great resource that you can pass on to your city running friends. Um, so I just wanted to share that there. Um, okay, I wanna talk about what I'm super passionate about is getting more women out on the trails. So you can kind of, you know, tag team this. We talked about it the other day. Let's talk about like, what are some barriers that you guys see for women and, and in terms of like getting involved in trail running and what are you doing specifically to help women overcome that, those barriers? This is, I love talking about this. This is like, this is the good stuff right here. So fill us in. What, what's Trail Women BK doing? So I think one of the, the biggest call outs that I've gotten from women about trail running specifically, which I think is an issue for women running in, on any surface, is safety. Mm -hmm. um, it's feeling safe somewhere where you're not around other people um, and where you're somewhere where you don't necessarily know where you're going. Um, and I think really the core of like what we stand for is providing like a safe space for women to go out on trails and to be in a group setting and to not be worried about getting lost um, and to feel like you have like the safety net of people that are not only like keeping you from anything that goes bump in the night, but like also that are like showing you routes and ways that you can go, that you can like start to grow more confident that you can go out by yourself because that's ultimately how I figured out once I was, once I learned that I was into trails, it took me a little while to learn some routes. And then as my confidence grew, I felt confident enough to like take trails by myself and like take little day trips by myself and like put, put my foot out there. Totally. I think also building on that, they can get to know other, other female runners, other people who they might want to train with. So if you don't feel comfortable going by yourself, you don't necessarily need to, because we're giving you a group of people who one day, maybe you're training for the same race or connect, I don't know, whatever it might be. You don't necessarily need to go out ever by yourself if you don't feel comfortable. And there are other ways to do it. Um, I think also we, while we are, uh, while we allow anybody to come to our runs, we still focus on women. Um, I mean, like for instance, our social media page is always gonna be highlighting things that women do. Um, I think we do, and it's intentional because we want to highlight, like that's one of the issues, right? In, in trail yeah, running and absolutely. Yep. is that. Um, so that's something that we focus on um, as well. Awesome. Trish, you got anything to add, add to the pot here? Um, yeah, just for safety, some things that we all do is just to make ourselves feel better is obviously we use Gaia All Trails, Avenza. We always recommend those to people who are going out, like always have a map, have a duplicate, carry a spare battery if you need to. I know I, if I'm going out by myself, I sometimes will carry like pepper spray with me if I'm gonna be like in the middle of nowhere because you never know, people are strange out there. Yeah. Um, <laughs> thankfully I haven't run into any sketchy characters in the woods yet, but there's always, and even like it can help if there's a stray dog or anything that comes across, it can help you out. Um, and then always tell someone where you're going, have a way of communicating when you're done. Um, obviously most people won't need this, but if you're planning on going somewhere super remote, get a spot tracker because then that can go anywhere and it can so reach anyone if you- Maybe some people watching don't know what that is. Do you want to fill, fill them in what a spot yeah, tracker is? Yeah, so I can probably even go get it to show people. It's in my 
closet. Uh, it's basically, there's different versions, but I have like the medium version that can't text people, but can send like pre-recorded messages. So you go onto their website, you yeah. type what each button says. So you can have one that'll just send your tracker beacon on their website so friends can see it. And then you can have, there's one button that says like, I'm okay, or whatever you want to say, have it just say like, I'm at the halfway point. And there's one button that's kind of like a medium SOS, where it's like, please come get me or I need help in some way. And then there's the actual, oh, thank you. The actual SOS button that says SOS and you click that and then search and rescue will come find you. Okay. And then that's paid for in when you buy the uh, annual service for it. Um, yeah, we got the little OK button. Well, this is the tracking button. If you click that, it tracks you forever. And that's like the, I'm OK. I'm just stopping for a break button. Yeah. Yeah, those are those are great to have. I just picked up one, uh, the Garmin. And, you know, because I, I love going to places that, you know, even Midawaska, like, is beautiful, but there's no service. And, you know, when you tell friends, you know, I'll let a friend know I'm going to Midawaska. This is the route. But if they don't hear from you, you, you're probably, you know, often I've never been not okay, but, you know, time will go by, but they're freaking out because you can't reach them, right? So that's, that's such a great thing. I'm glad that you brought that up. Um, so what advice, what advice would you ladies give for women who want to get involved in trail running? Uh, we could take, a, you know, your, your sweet spot is the city. So say if somebody's from New York City, they want to get involved in trails. Maybe they've ventured into the Central Park trails, um, <laughs> quote unquote trails. Uh, what advice would you give them? How, how can they get involved? What, what steps should they take to starting their trail running journey? I mean, I will say that I was super, super lucky when I came into trail running in New York City because um, I don't really know how I would have gotten into it uh, without having group runs. Um, but I was super lucky that there was a group that was available that kind of showed me a lot of the trails there. Um, so I do think like going to, I mean, I obviously know it's really hard during COVID, but I think going to group runs um, is a really great way to get started. But in New York City in general, yeah, I think like checking out the bridal path in Central, Central Park, just like taking turns in Prospect Park onto a single track that you see. Um, it's sometimes it's sketchy, so like be careful, but <laughs> <laughs> um, but yeah, like just seeing what you can do locally and then um, looking at resources like all trails to see just what's, what's near to you um, and maybe like planning a hike there first to, to scope it out before you go run. Um, but there are so many places around New York that you can go to. Um, I mean, you guys do races at South Mountain Reservation. That is personally, I think the one of the best intros to trail running are the trails there. I think there's like so many different types of trails. There's like amazing, smooth, just like Crush Rock Bridal Path. There's stuff that's a little bit more technical. Um, there's just like nice soft ground there. Um, I think just like picking a place and going and getting ready to get lost. Yeah. Yeah. Good advice is be ready to get lost. <laughs> yeah. I would say maybe don't start at Bear Mountain. Probably yeah. not. <laughs> uh, I think touching on, on Olivia's point, like right now it's a little hard in group runs, but there are sometimes, like I know you guys have a, a very active Facebook group. So if you're not necessarily comfortable 
going alone, maybe you post there or reach out to someone you know who trail runs if you don't want to go alone and ask them if they'll go with you or just honestly just recruit a friend to go with you who maybe doesn't trail run and then you can both go out and get lost together. Um, I would also... That's honestly pretty much what I did when I started trail yeah. <laughs> I would also recommend picking places that have a good cell service if you're new. Um, so just in case anything happens, it'll probably be just make you feel a little bit more comfortable also to not be in like the middle of nowhere doing something brand new and then also not have access to, you know, basic things just in case anything happens. Right. Um, and also just pick a really simple route, like an out and back or something that's like not complicated so that you don't really have to focus on the route. And then also learning how to do like not fall and you know, all yep. these other, other things just. I haven't learned to not how to not fall. <laughs> Can you give me some tips? <laughs> um, one thing that I like to do that I think is very person specific, but I will download podcasts and music that I have playing because oftentimes you'll sneak up on people and you think you're being like, Hey, I'm behind you, but you still like scare the bejesus out of them. Um, and also just something comfortable. Like you hear another voice out there. That's not just you breathing silently in the woods. So that can be comforting sometimes. Yes. (laughs) Yeah. Especially if there's a little bit more wildlife than, you know, the central park squirrels, you know, if you're getting up to New York and there could be bears or snakes or whatever. So one thing to bring up that right now that people in New York City might not be on their radar is hunting season is coming up. So be aware of what parks allow hunters in for seasonal hunting. And then always just wear bright colors. Maybe don't go out when it's dark unless you have a headlamp. Just like be cautious during hunting season. It's never really a danger, but just like make yourself known, which is another reason to have music because sometimes a human can sound like a very large deer. Um, like when I was a kid, when we would ride our horse and my mom was riding the horse one day and a hunter was like, oh my God, I thought you were the biggest deer in the world until I saw your best. Um, so it's just like things to just keep in the back of your mind when you're going out, like from now until December. Yeah. Yeah. That's a great point. Um, even places like South Mountain, they have their annual deer hunt Mm -hmm. um, and they'll, they'll post signs and stuff, but it happens to be every year I'm getting ready to go for a run and then I'm shocked that it's happening. And even though it happens every year, you know, um, let's take a minute. If I know we, so we showed folks the website, but if you guys could just highlight some of some, some great trails that you can get to from the city. Um, I think we probably have some city folks listening on the right now on live or when we post it on the podcast, if they're listening, what are some, your go-to trail recommendations? If you're living in the city, you want to try, uh, or you're, you know, a seasoned trail runner. Cause I've met a lot of city runners who we did this clinic in New York city. And, um, I highlighted some trails that you can get to by public transportation. There were some runners who they're ultra marathoners, but they just couldn't believe, Oh my goodness. I didn't know you could get to beacon or cold spring via public transportation. So, um, what are your go-to trails when you're, you know, either for yourselves or you're chatting with people making recommendations? I was going to say Beacon. (laughs) I know you just said that, but like Beacon will always hold a special place in my heart. There were many times this summer that I've spent in uh, Pennsylvania where I was like, damn, I'm not going to do Beacon at all this summer. What? Um, I feel like I go there a lot. Um, They're like great climbs, great trails. Um, I love just like the fire tower for doing hill training. 
And then there are so many great trails around there that can get you to so many parts of um, like on the Hudson, which is really cool. Yeah, it's gorgeous, especially yeah. now coming up in October. Oh, it's, that's the place to be. Yeah. Yeah, I think, I mean, I wouldn't say the long path is one of my favorites, but it's really easy to get to. Um, it's depending on where you live, particularly if you're like where Trisha and I are on like the west side of the city, it doesn't take that long to get there and you just take the subway or bike or however you feel comfortable getting there. Um, it's not a very hard trail. So it's good. It, like that's where I first started running was there actually first, cause it's also like very easy logistically. It's not very pretty, but it, it has its benefits in other ways. Um, it's and very long. It's very long, very hard. You really cannot get lost at all. <laughs> um, so, uh, and it's not particularly hard trail either, which is good if you're just starting off. It's particularly in the part that's close to the city. I mean, other parts of it are hard, just not there. Um, uh, and I also think South Mountain is great. I know Olivia mentioned it, Trisha mentioned it. What's great about that is that the train is right off of the right off of the trailhead. So you don't really have to, to really deal with the logistics of like Beacon, it's two up two miles from the, the train. So like, so it's kind of nice to just literally get off and go right there. Right. And so. And Live Breads is there, which so, is. Yes. The most yes. It is. Yeah. <laughs> right, do you want to give them a shout out? Cause I know you're, you're partnered up with them. Is so good. Yeah, I mean, I would talk about them whether or not they are stuff there, and then they were like, "Yeah," and then we scared them with fifty people once. But... <laughs> yeah, we developed a really good relationship with them just because we were going there so much that um, we didn't offer bag check or anything when we go to um, South Mountain, and we were organizing a group run there, and I was like, you know, I'm like let's just see if they'll like let us leave our bags there. It's kind of a weird request, but I was like, the words they say is like, no, or don't respond to my email. Yeah. Um, and I mean, I'm like, I'm still going to go there because their food is so good. So it doesn't yeah. matter. <laughs> um, and then they, uh, and they replied back like right away and they said, absolutely. So really we've just been in like, we had a really good relationship with them and we haven't seen them much since we like stopped our group runs, but, um, but we'll obviously rekindle that once things are a little bit better. Yeah. yeah. I took a friend out on the South Mountain Trails and he went there. I told him to go there afterwards and he was like, I seriously considered moving to the town <laughs> after going there. Oh, good. But it was expensive, so no, but it was delicious. <laughs> it's so good. One of my close friends who's a, also an ultra runner, she's a food photographer and she, mm -hmm. she photographs their food, oh, which uh -huh. means that she gets a lot of extras. And so oh, she'll sometimes bring them the runs. Oh, they're just, just so I think my favorite thing that they did that was like, just like awesome was they would give you a little hunk of cookie on top of your coffee whenever you got one. Oh it's yeah. Yes. So you're like, for me, <laughs> thank you. Um, every single time. <laughs> That's so good. I love yeah. it. Uh, Trisha, did you have any other trails you want to throw into the mix? Um, those are the ones that are my favorite by train, but if you have a car ride that are shortly accessible, I think Slotesburg is also accessible by train. Mm -hmm. um, that's a good one to check out, but a little beyond that, which you know about, because you volunteered at the race the other weekend, is Thrilling State Forest. Oh, they have a bunch so of beautiful. Sections that are, again, kind of like South Mountain, where it's like 
you can hug the lake and it's super easy. Yeah. yeah. Or do the mountain bike loop on the other side of the park. Or you can go onto the Highland Trail, which is like the blue yeah. dot white, and that's a lot more technical. So you can get a good mix. And then I did a five hour run there the past weekend and didn't loop on the trails once. Like I didn't wow. reach the trail. I intentionally did that, but you can do it and the park is so big, so it's good. Yeah, Sterling, Sterling is gorgeous. And they're, they're, they're very fun trails because they were built, you know, with the intention of recreation. So I know the mountain bikers love them. They, I mean, it's always crowded with bikers at Sterling. Uh, but yeah, the trail conference, they just had their first, their first annual half marathon there, Sterling Furnace. So they had a nice turnout. So, um, all right, let's, let's talk about, we're getting to the end. What is the vision for trail women BK? You know, what do you, what's your goal? Do you have, have you guys talked about it as a team in terms of like, we don't have to put a number on it, but you know, five years from now, what are you hoping trail women BK will look like? Do you have specific goals and vision or is it kind of more broad open-ended? What, what's that look like for you ladies? It's funny, I feel like we got, we had like so, we had such grand plans for this year that I think is like truly the vision of what we would want Trail Woman BK to become in the next couple of years um, that we had to all put on hold because of COVID. Um, but I think like we would love to eventually be able to do like a, like a trail camp, like <laughs> adult sleepaway camp uh, yeah. type thing. Um, just like a fun weekend on the trail somewhere local. Um, we would love to do like a charity race type thing. Um, I think ultimately our, our goal is to just continue to be like a resource for women. Um, but I think peppering in some like cool, fun excursions and trips is would really be like icing on the cake to what we do just on our, on a monthly basis. Yeah. Awesome. Sums it up. Very cool. Very cool. All right. I'm going to check in to the group chat. I know we've had some chatter in there. So let me look and I can read some of the questions for you. So let me scroll up here. Uh, let's see. Uh, Michael Steiner, he's a Sasquad regular. He wants Trisha to show the trophy, but not the blood. So if you have the trophy, E easily accessible. <laughs> my boyfriend has decided to be like my Vanna White. And <laughs> <laughs> but here's yes. It hangs on my closet. Love it. Here's the golf balls. Oh, look oh, at that. So All four of the colors. And I, I think every single time I drew, it was like the five mile loop, which I think was like the pink one. Yep. Uh -huh. <laughs> so many of these and none of the other ones that is awesome and you were top finisher right yes that's <laughs> <laughs> <Hence> the trophy <laughs> that's awesome all right let's see what else we got in here um okay jana my friend says she's loving all the public transportation shout outs um, oh, okay. Here's a great question from Jana, and you guys can take turns with this. Do you each have that one race or run that changed you? So a pivotal run, transformative. If so, what was that, and what was the change? So we're going a little deep here. You can choose if you want to if you want to dive below the surface. <laughs> 
Who wants to go first? <laughs> go ahead, Elise. No, I'm thinking, I'm thinking. I can go first. Um, I think the run that made me want to do more mountainy things, which is kind of what I want to go to, more adventure things, it kind of made me fall into the adventure side of what running could be, was I ended up doing the presidential traverse with a couple of, like, these two, um, and then our two friends out in Portland, and I loved it. it like, the views, seeing where you're going was so cool, because where we are, like, all the mountains are yeah. mostly recovered. I never really was above like a tree line before, before that. So that was really cool. That inspired me to plan actually an adventure run. I went out to Madeira with one of them and we ran across that together. So that kind of awesome. led into that. And I just love adventure running now, which is so fun. Is it the best? It's, it's the best. I mean, races are very fun. And obviously I'm a race director, so I love races, but run ventures are just, it, they're so special. It's yeah. a really cool experience. All right, who's next? The hot seat. Go ahead, Ali. All right. <laughs> um, I would say that it was um, Vermont last year. It was probably changed me because it, it was really, I mean, I knew it was going to be hard. Uh, it's, it was like a hundred miler um, in, uh, in like Western, I guess, Western Vermont. Um, and uh, it was like an extremely hot day, which was very unfortunate timing. I want to tell people, like, I know we say, when you say it's really hot, it's really hot, but I was there. You can tell them how hot it was. <laughs> it was, it was a hundred degrees. And it was like the surface of the sun. <laughs> <laughs> it was so hot. <laughs> yeah, it was, it was really, really unfortunate um, <laughs> is what I would say and both of them were there actually um so Olivia got to to share some miles with me and uh Trisha kept me I got to experience a lot of comedic moments with you. <laughs> <laughs> um I would say that that race changed me in that I, I mean I knew what it was going to be like but I think it made me um have to adapt a lot more than I think I had ever had to um, in the past, because nothing really went well. <laughs> I mean, some things went well, but there was a lot of things that didn't go well. So, yeah. and um, so I think that 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 probably. I mean, I'm 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 not as flexible as I could be, and that was a good test for me. Okay. I think my favorite Elise moment during that race was I think around mile eighty when we presented her with a plate of food and then she asked me if I could pick the seasoning out of the sausage. Oh yeah. I, was like, <laughs> I can't do that. It's like, I'm sorry. <laughs> That's amazing. You could do a lot of things, but you can't do that. <laughs> I was like looking at it. I was like, maybe I could pick out this like fennel piece. I don't know. <laughs> the flavors in there. <laughs> I, I actually remember, like, I really didn't eat a lot in that during that race because my stomach just couldn't handle much of anything. And um, I had like a little piece of a hamburger. It was so small, and I remember that I ate it. And Lily was like, "You did such a good job!" <laughs> I like, and I like knew how little I had eaten, and I'm like, "How am I getting rewarded like this for basically eating like this much of a hamburger?" <laughs> That is how little you were eating. That's amazing. Okay, I have to share this story because Jana's watching, and I'm sure she's already commented about it, but she was there as well, Vermont 100 last year, and um, it was mile, I don't even know, 70 or 80. She had the same experience where it was, it was hard to eat, but she ate a pierogi, 
and one of our crew members, um, Jordana, got emotional. And her nickname now is the Emotional Pierogi, but she came back and she told us, she's like, Jana ate the pierogi. And I'm just so happy because, you know, as a crew, you're like, you're so, you're so fried. Like, you're not sleeping either. And for that race, it was a billion degrees. So you're just shot. But like, Jordana was like hysterical, not hysterical, but she was like, she ate the pierogi. I'm so proud of her. So <laughs> I could totally relate to your emotions there, Olivia. <laughs> That's awesome. All right, it's your turn, Olivia. Have you had time to think? So I think, I mean, um, this whole like 100 mile ultra thing, I think every one of them is like extremely transformative in terms of like experiences, at least for me. Um, I've done like four of them at this point. So I think just the, I'm gonna pick the most recent one because it's the freshest in my mind, but I did um, Run Rabbit Run 100 last year and it was really like my first race at altitude and my first like big mountain um type race and i think like you you do races here on the east coast and then you go out there and just the scale of everything is so extreme um and so like magnificent <laughs> um that there was just like some views that you see at the mountaintops that i think will probably be burned in my mind forever. Um, and I think I just came out of that race, like, so happy with like, what I did and how hard it was and how I was still able to get through it and all of the crazy ups and downs that you have. Um, I just like, you know, when you like come out of it and you're like, okay, I can keep doing this. I like get it again. <laughs> That's awesome. It's like every, every year you have to like reconvince yourself that like, this is a fun <laughs> thing that I want to continue to do. Um, or at least I go through that. Uh, that's awesome. I got to that point pretty quickly after Run, Rabbit, Run. Mm, totally. That's awesome. All right. We've got some more questions in here. Uh, G, my friend G, Reed, wants to know, is, your, is fall your favorite season for trail running in New York City? Or we can ask, what is your favorite season for trail running? Summer. For me, fall is my favorite season, period. And then it's winter. I hate summer. Um, so fall and winter are my favorite trail running seasons. Awesome. Oh, uh, summer all the time. <laughs> I'll take the heat. I'll take everything. I just love summer. I love how much daylight there is. Yeah. I love how warm it is. Like you don't finish your run and you're like an ice box. You're like, okay, this is good. You don't start your run. You're like, oh my God, I can't, I don't want to take my clothes off. I don't want to take my jacket yeah. off. Like none of that. It's just so great. <laughs> oh, I love that we're all different on this one. I'm a spring girl. <laughs> I love watching everything get like super green and lush in the spring. And I feel like every day things look like different. And I just, yeah. I love that about spring. Yeah, I'm with you at South Mountain and in like March, uh, well, maybe a little later, May, when it turns that neon green color, mm -hmm. I love that. that's my favorite all time. Yeah. It's the best. Uh, okay, Jason Friedman wants to know, any plans to do a Ragnar when it comes back? Like to run as a, a team? I think, so. I think that's his question. Mm. I've never done a Ragnar before. Um, no, no plans currently. I'm actually, oh, I should give this a shout out. I'm doing, um, a virtual race. It's my first virtual race of COVID. Um, the virtual race this week 
called Women Run the Vote. Um, that is a virtual relay from Atlanta to DC put on by um, Wazell and Run for All Women. Um, so dipping my toes in. Awesome. Very cool. How about you? So I've never done a Ragnar either. Have you done it? Any interest in doing it? I've done one and I used it as training for something. So I ended up running like a lot of the legs because I was like, I need more miles. <laughs> um, it was fun. It's just like sometimes more expensive than you want it to be because you have to get a van mm. and then you have to get people and the people have to pay. And it's just like, I'm cheap. So it's more than I wanted to be. <laughs> yeah, but they're fun. I know people that did the Wawa Yonda one. And that one seems like more up my alley just because you're camping less than just like jumping in and out of vans. Right. Yeah, I'm with you. Yeah, I also want to know like, what do those vans smell like? Is it disgusting? Probably, right? <laughs> I was also the only one that could drive because I was the only one that had my license because it was everyone from New York City. <laughs> it was like the other girl that drove when I was running and then me driving and I was just like so tired <laughs> oh my goodness that sounds really rough <laughs> it was fun <laughs> all right we've got another question this is from Francis wants to know what are your favorite prospect park trails um my answer to that would be you know it would be great if they actually mark them out um <laughs> because that is one of my I think a failure of Prospect Park is that there are all these great trails and I don't think that there's a great, and, and anyone correct me if I'm wrong, but I don't think there's a great map of them anywhere, at least an up-to-date map. There's been a lot of trail construction the past couple of years, um, especially if you use the section that's closer to the, um, the, the library. Um, but I love the little, I call it the magic mile. Um, okay. It's a little loop on the south side of the park um, where you can kind of run um, right at the edge of the lake. And it's just like this little soft, it's like super flat, very bouncy. Um, I call it the magic mile because no matter what I'm doing, it adds on like a perfect mile to my run. Nice. That's awesome. How about you ladies? Do you have any favorites in Prospect? Mm. I don't run in, I live close to Central Park, so I do the bridal path to, there's actually trails in the North Woods that you can follow that are dirt. They go, if you were a rock climber, there's all the boulders in there. Um, and you can go out past like the ponds that are in both corners that you can add on with, and those are pretty fun. Awesome. For Central Park. <laughs> Gotcha. I'm also a Central Park runner, so I don't, I mean, I don't know Prospect Park trails that well. Usually, Olivia always leads those ones because she knows them, so. Awesome, awesome. <laughs> All right, and last question, just from Joe Brandine. How do you get city people to leave the city? <laughs> uh, I mean, easy. <laughs> there's pretty, there's a lot of demand for, for exploration. Mm -hmm. I don't know if it's like, I mean, I don't know. They, they find us. So I don't really think we're <laughs> trying to make them leave. They're looking to leave because they find us. <laughs> so, so I don't know. Ask them why they want to leave. Well, <laughs> I mean, like, we wave a cookie from lives like near the yeah. <laughs> yeah. I think there's also this like mentality of you've just got to get them to do it once. And I think yeah. there are enough people that want to do it anyways. But I've had a lot of people come up to me after runs and be like, 
that was actually really easy of a day. Like you just hop on the subway, you get to Penn Station, and then you take the train out and you're there. Um, So I think there's this idea of like, oh, it's a day. It's a whole process to like get to trails because we're in the city. Um, But like places like South Mountain Reservation, it's like a 40 minute train ride from Penn Station. Like it's a lot closer than you think, but. Yeah, I can't get to Brooklyn in 40 minutes. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. Like an hour commitment if I'm going to take the subway. Yeah, I think it takes these girls longer to get to our Prospect Park trail runs than it does for them to get to South Mountain, like door to door. Yeah. Probably. Or they're about even, I'd say. Like weekend service? Forget about it. I'm waiting. (laughs) I happen to live right near the train, so it's about even. She lives near a good train. She lives near the one, two, three, if anyone knows what that is. I live near the CE, so sometimes it's not even working. (laughs) <laughs> right <laughs> I get there and it's like closed off I'm like super where am I going now <laughs> awesome all right we're gonna wrap this up with a rapid fire okay so since there's three of you way we'll do this you'll each answer the question but let's make an order so then you can go one two three so I'll just go the order of my little grid so Elise will answer first and then Trisha and then Olivia all right so you want to answer just the first thing that pops in your head you know, not a thesis answer, you know, you can give a couple sentences, but you know, don't go too, too long. All right. So first question we always ask everybody, do you believe in Sasquatch? Yes. Oh yeah. Yes. Perfect. You passed the test. <laughs> Has anybody said no? No, not yet. <laughs> they might feel a little pressured to say yes. <laughs> All right. Let's do next one is Favorite aid station food? Mm. Quesadillas. Although I don't know if they're ever coming back, but I did like them whenever they had them. Considering that I've cried over it, uh, a cup of ramen. (laughs) You cried over it? (laughs) I got the last one and in my mind I was like, if this was in here, I'd be sobbing on the ground. Uh, most consumed potato chips. Most excited to see popsicles. Ooh, oh, I, I, you know one. what? I really messed up. It should be watermelon, guys. All the least eight yeah. like yeah. seventy miles of Vermont was just stealing watermelon and thinking we wouldn't notice. All, all <laughs> she ate. Love watermelon. <laughs> Honestly, it's like all year round. Although it's not very good all year round, but watermelon. Yeah, I wish there were some more calories in watermelon, though. I that's, know, that's, that's it. <laughs> it really just, I don't know how to, I don't know. You just, know. like, got to dip it in butter or something. <laughs> <I don't know. laughs> some, like, meat on it somehow, I don't know. <laughs> One time, oh, it was during Lake George 12th, when I didn't want to eat that much, I was eating watermelon. And yeah, I, I saw you in the boat. I was like, this her sandwich in the backpack and I'm staring at her and she's just like what? I and I was like if I eat the sandwich and then I put a piece of watermelon right in so I'm basically chewing them both together will yes. it get me to eat the sandwich and the answer is no it does not it doesn't work <laughs> it does not work I just want to eat the watermelon basically all right note note to self don't 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 chase uh sandwich with watermelon okay keeping in the uh theme of food what is um, one food you've eaten during a race that you instantly regretted? Oh, peanut butter and jelly sandwich. I want to throw it up right away. Okay. Yeah. 
I haven't had one yet, but I'll let you know when I meet it. <laughs> I've eaten some weird things. <laughs> I think also peanut butter and jelly sandwich. Sometimes that peanut butter just like oh. hits you like a ton of bricks and it's not good. You know, it's gloopy and it has no business in yeah. an ultra, in my opinion. Sorry if that's extreme. <laughs> I guess my least favorite one is not a food, but like gels. I just can't. Oh, yeah. oh I hate yeah. them. I just go on the gels. gels. I love them. I can have them all day. <laughs> I was talking to someone that like, I don't know how you can have an ultra, uh, gels for an ultra the whole time. I'm like, I don't really know either, but I can, <laughs> I can literally have, I survived off of them. Oh my goodness. <laughs> all right. Next one. What trail shoes are you running in right now? Um, I'm running in the, well, I have two pairs, but I really like the new Wild Horse by the Nike Wild Horse. I think they're the five or six. I don't really remember the number, but I really like them. Apparently they're sold out everywhere, but they're really good. Awesome. Um, I run in the, for trails, the Ultra Lone Peaks. I have fat boat-like feet and nothing else fits them. And they're great. <laughs> Gotta, gotta get that wide toe box. I, I have bunions. Not that ever needs to know that, but like <laughs> when you have your foot problems, you sometimes you just need a wide shoe. <laughs> totally, totally. <laughs> I do the Nike Tigers. Awesome. Okay. Next one. Again, with the footwear, what are your favorite socks if you have a sock preference? Mm -hmm. Swiftwick. I wear their, uh, they have numerous kinds that you can wear for trail running, but I, I like all of them. I've tried different ones, so. They're all good. Yeah, I wear Steigens, which is like the seamless socks, and then also Swiftwick. Uh-huh. Other than the pair of Mayo-specific socks that Trisha gifted me last year, which is probably my favorite, <laughs> <laughs> um, that has a jar of Mayo on them. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> I don't know. I'm actually, like, not really brand-specific when it comes to socks. Um. I do those kooky toe socks sometimes. I do stance sometimes. Um, yeah, I'm not brand loyal on that one. Okay, gotcha. All right, couple more. Next one is, what is your favorite running term, slang, jargon, perhaps cultural reference from ultra running memes? If you had to pick one, that's just really fun to say. Ooh, mm-hmm. Mm -hmm. Tough question. Ooh, we have a lot, of, a lot of thinking going on. I mean, I always not, I'll let you think. If you have one, at least you can go. I don't have one right now. Um, you my favorite, if we're going to go with ultra money, running theme or running memes, um, like beware of the chair is definitely yes. <laughs> a contender up there. We've all sat in the chair, found something and sat too long. Even like a bathroom mid-race and you're like, I may never leave this porta potty. Yeah. This is my home. <laughs> awesome. All right, you two can pass. It's okay. I'm telling I am stumping you guys here. <laughs> yeah, I don't know. I love, their, I love the Ultra Rhyme account. It's like really so good. So good. I feel like they're I feel like that's just it. Just follow that account. It you're is all they, is they one of the highlights. <laughs> highlight of twenty twenty that they came back. You know, I will say this. They they disappeared right after Vermont last year, and then they came right back when I did my first ultra post-Vermont. Hey! <laughs> I have one, actually. 
Um, so this might be more like us trail running specific, but one of my favorite just like trail running things is trail mom. Um, (laughs) being a trail mom and trail momming, um, is something we talk about a lot on, especially just like leading group runs and stuff. Um, like being that person who's like, did you bring enough water? Did you bring (laughs) enough calories? Like everybody stop. We're eating right now. Um, like the idea of just being like that tough love, um, mom figure on the trails. Absolutely. I bet most, most running groups probably have that, that one runner. In ours, it's, we call her Mama Beck. Becca is the, she is the trail mom of the group. Which is really <laughs> so. All right, next one. We'll make this the last one. Well, I, I want to ask one more running question, but this is the last fun one. If you had to sing a karaoke song right now, what would it be? Karaoke. Oh. Don't stop me now, Queen, all the way. Wow, no hesitation. Yeah, oh, I know my karaoke songs. Mine would be Africa by Toto. Yes. <laughs> we'll have one. You have to have a song. Come on, Elise. Come on. I really don't. Elise has some special skills as a singer. <laughs> Elise loves like techno music, so nothing. Oh, like- she does. Elise loves house music. Hmm? Okay. But I also, like, don't know the words of any song. But I'll still pretend that I do. Which is amazing. <laughs> it's amazing. <laughs> really, any trip to the trails in a car with a leaf is just, like, hours of entertainment. Yeah. <laughs> Basically. <laughs> That's awesome. All right. Last question, which I love asking people is, we can make it running specific, is what is probably your top thing on your running bucket list of something you want to accomplish doesn't have to be even you know this year it could be something far out that you've got on your list that could be a run venture somewhere you want to go or you have an a late uh, a race that you really want to do what is what is that thing on your bucket list that gets you the most excited something running specific um i wouldn't say i necessarily have a specific race or event or whatever it might be. I just want to keep trying things that scare me and look really hard and just see what happens. That's really Um, For me, I had a friend that with a couple of her friends, they ran like across a section of the somewhere in China and just like went from little town to little town and ate like noodles every night. And I just want to replicate and just eat my way across like a landscape. That's my next adventure. That is awesome. Do you have any ideas of where you want to go? Um, no, to take a lot of intense research, really just any other country that I can just like, again, run from someplace to someplace, like hut to hut and just like eat. That sounds <laughs> so like amazing. Of my two passions, eating and running, and then maybe a little rock climbing in there. So do you do you have an iron stomach? Because it kind of sounds like, are you able to, the, does your stomach give you trouble when you're doing ultras? Not yet, knock on wood. I like to like test it with things. Like I, like today, I text Lisa about this, but I ate like a whole bowl of chili and then realized I could squeeze in a run before my next patient. And I was like, well, <laughs> guess we're going for it. So I'm constantly training myself. Did that work out okay? The medium worked out. I had to stop once for the bathroom, which was like <laughs> honestly a lot less than I thought was gonna happen. <laughs> that is amazing. <laughs> All right, Olivia, how about you? Wrap us up here. 
Um, I don't know about something specific. I mean, I think in terms of races, hard rock has always been at the top, very top of my bucket list, but, um, I think just like more multi-day adventures, I've gotten like really interested in the idea of, um, the long trail on the, being here on the East coast this summer, um, doing, doing more just like multi-day trail things on kind of big trails like that. That is awesome. 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 Well, our time is up. I'm sorry. We went a little bit over, but great conversation. You can't stop it, right? <laughs> so, uh, we will be posting the recording from this Run Venture episode on our podcast. We're so excited about the podcast series. We've got a ton of episodes up there. So you can find that wherever podcasts are streaming. We're on Apple, Spotify, Google Play. Uh, I think most of the platforms are now carrying our podcast. It's been distributed. So um, you can catch up with us on social media. We're at Sasquatch Trail Running and our site is sasquatchtrailrunning.com. And for the Trail Women BK, you can go on to their website, which is, it's just trailwomenbk, right? Dot com. Yep. And then they are on Instagram at trailwomenbk. And there's also contact info on their website. If you want to reach out to them, if you have maybe you know, specific questions for city runs and, and whatnot, but definitely get on there, check out the resources that they have um, and just continue to grow our amazing community. So thank you ladies so much for your time. This was a blast. I had so much fun chatting with you guys. Thank, thank you. you. Thank you for having us. Absolutely. So we'll have to do, I would love to do this like an annual or biannual, have like a follow-up of the trail <laughs> women BK. We can check in with you guys and, uh, just, just spread the trail love and just, you know, we both have that, that mission to get more women out on the trail. So, you know, I love it that we can help each other do that. Yeah. I love that you have their, your 50, 50 goal for your race coming yes. up. Yes. A hundred percent. A hundred percent. Yeah. Guess how many women are assigned out of a hundred people. Guess how many are females for my 100 miler. So there's a hundred people. This is mid state, mid state 100, right? Yes. Uh, I would hope it'd be more than 20%, but I'm skeptical. 17 females last yeah. I looked. Yeah. Yeah. 20 was probably being optimistic, <laughs> but yeah, I know we gotta, we gotta change it. And I think what both of, you know, both of our groups are doing is just, I think, you know, making people more aware, you know, we both have seen the same thing where women are coming and saying they just don't want to go out alone or they don't even know how to get involved. So I think making people more aware and then just, you know, walking the talk, which all you three are doing it, you know, you're getting out there and doing amazing things. I, we should have talked about that. We're out of time, but um, you guys are, you three are just tearing it up on the trail and just setting the example. So we so appreciate you three and uh, we'll see you on the trail sometime soon. <laughs>